like the police? I swear to God, dude, I don't know about the police, but if I have to hear one more fucking magician talk this week, I'm going to end it all. I watched so many fucking videos of these nerds talk about holding their breath. I swear, just, just listening to that Norwegian dweeb, Christian Weedoy, talk about how long he can go without breathing <laughs> makes me want to never fucking breathe again, dude. <laughs> I mean, have you seen this guy? He looks like a somehow nerdier knockoff of Paul Joseph Watson. Is is that the guy? Is that the guy who died in Fast and Furious Seven? <laughs> That's Paul Joseph Walker. That's Paul Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> oh my similar, god! Similar guy. No yeah. fucking. <laughs> uh, all right, welcome back to Little Sassy Little Disturbed, everybody. <laughs> I'm Ian. With me, as always, is Derek. Hey. Uh, otherwise known as Little Sassy. I'm, I'm Little Sassy. I'm known as Little Disturbed. So I'm too close friends. We've all been there. You know, everyone's a little sassy and a little disturbed. So you know, that's really, that's really what it comes down to. When it's my time of the month, I'm a little bit of both. My time of the month for to go to the grocery store? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, like in Newport? Mm-hmm. The Newport Aquarius? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's where you can feed the seals. <laughs> and you can touch the starfish. Yeah, you can feed them little kids. The chocolate starfish. Wait, uh, you, seals eat kids? Yeah, if you bring your own, they don't, you get like half off mm. entry. Ah, oh, I forgot. Seals yeah. are the pit bulls of the ocean. <laughs> Just toss them a toddler, like, <laughs> balance it on the tip of their nose like it's a beach ball. Oh god! And they just go. Oh, 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 oh! Ah, mommy! Yeah. This is the worst foster home I've ever been in. <laughs> but it smells better. <laughs> uh. This is the least amount of salt I've had in my eyes this week. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of salt, Derek, tell me how you really uh, feel about magicians. How do I feel about magicians? Well. Personally, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say I don't trust anyone with a with bottomless hat storage and, and bow ties. I just don't trust it. Wear a normal hat, you fucking freak. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they just put whatever they want in there. Imagine, imagine he's like, oh, did I? He's, you know when you like, you're like checking at the bar if you have your wallet and your keys? <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, shit. Like, and, he's, and then he starts pulling shit out of his sleeves. And then he's like, oh, I didn't check my hat. And like a rabbit, a dove, a fucking... A deck of cards, uh, a, a Lamborghini, and then he's like, oh, no, my keys are right here. We're cool. <laughs> if you are the bartender, you're legally allowed to stab him. Yeah, yeah. You uh, you have to, actually. It's an I obligation. Mean, listen, like, he's pulling stuff out of his head. He's pulling rabbits. Like, how many animal deaths are magicians responsible for, if we're being honest? At least 12. 12 total? Yeah, a day. Oh, 12 a day, yeah. I mean, would you say that? would you say that vegans are going after the wrong people? Like, they should be going after magicians. Like, factory farms probably aren't as bad as we think. Those videos, those <laughs> I mean, they're are, pretty bad. No, those videos are staged. They're, it's like the deadliest catch. It's not real. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, I guess I've never been to a factory farm. They're all just, like, free-range animals, and when the PETA camera guys come, they shove them all into one barn, and they just film They're it. just like, all right, got to make it look as bad as possible. No, it's actually interesting that you bring that up, because Morrissey's actually writing his next song, or his next album, about how much he hates magicians for being terrible to animals. It, it's it's going to be a sequel to the album Meat is Murder. It's going to be called Magic is Murder. Magic is Murder. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I think that Morrissey and magicians have in common. What are they hiding from us? <laughs> You know what I mean? At the end of a magician show and at the end of a Smith show, they should be legally obligated to tell us how they did each fucking trick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
They're just like, all right, folks, and now that we're done here, I'm going to explain everything so that the magic is over because it's not real, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> Morrissey's like, I bet you're wondering how I got 216-year-old girls to throw their panties up on the stage. Well, I'm going to show you. And he just, like, vanishes in a fucking poof of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> just like, stop letting Muslims into the UK. <laughs> and then he just but also, stop killing animals, Harry Houdini. It's bad. It's bad. What do you think about when magicians, you know, when do they, when they perform? Have you ever been to a magic show? I don't think anything good about it. Yeah. I, uh, I don't think I've ever been to one. I, I just don't think anything good can come from it. You sure. never, like, ne- you, like, never were, like, there was never a magician at a kid's birthday party. Oh, no, you grew up in the church. There wasn't, a, magic wasn't allowed. Number one, I wasn't invited to birthday parties. Mm, mm-hmm. Number two, trickery isn't good. It's the same as lying. <laughs> Trickery isn't good. You're right. I mean, at the end of the day. Yeah, don't lie to people. Yeah. You know, tell them the truth. Be upfront with them. <laughs> tell them how you did the trick. You know? Listen, here's the thing. You want to know, what did you ask me? You asked me how I feel about magicians, how, how, you feel how about do performing, I think about yeah. them. How they feel about, you know what I think? If I was in a room with Hitler, Adolf Hitler, not the other one, mm-hmm. a magician, and Ronald Wilson Reagan, and I had... Let's say I had a gun with only one bullet. I know for a fact that I would politely ask Reagan and Hitler to just go ahead and get up and leave the room. And I would saunter over there, and I would sit on that magician's lap. You'd go, hey, buddy. And I'd look him <laughs> straight in his beady fucking little eyes. And I would, I would shoot myself in the head with that one bullet. <laughs> just so that slimy fuck <laughs> would have to live with that. For the rest of their dishonest life. <laughs> so, it, it's it's about sending a message, is what you're saying. It's about sending a message. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That about that about brings us to the uh, to the natural segue of this. Uh, today's episode, we're covering magicians that died in the act. This is the first history episode of Little Sassy, Little Disturbed. We're in some uh, uncharted waters here, and let's just say. We're the only magicians that aren't going to try to finger you after the show. Mm, I might. Well, let's call it a maybe. Derek's the only one that won't. Uh, I, I might. I keep my hands to myself. Uh, well, so we're going to cover magicians that died while they were doing their stupid fucking acts. And um, the first unlucky asshole that we are covering today is a man named Royden Joseph Gilbert Rayson de la Genista, professionally known as... Janista. Mm, mm. I can see why he went with a with a stage name that short because it's a mouthful. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh Janista was born on March 29th, 1878 in Ashland, Kentucky, really the Lord's country. And he actually <laughs> performed under the pseudonym Janista the Wizard of Wonders. Does that name do anything for you? I'm wondering why the fuck he didn't die sooner. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, His most popular trick was a milk can escape. Now, through my research, my thorough and studious research, as as you know, I'm a very um, diligent... Anal, anal, if you will. One would say. Yeah. I've learned that it's possible, maybe, that Janista could have, let's say, borrowed this magic milk escape trick from the great Houdini himself, which would be a real gut punch to Houdini's legacy. (laughs) Ooh. Actually, it hurt me to say that. Houdini's my favorite Middle Eastern magician. <laughs> he also died from getting punched in the gut. Yeah, that was the joke. Thank you, Ian. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. 
<clears throat> These are the jokes. These are the jokes, people. <laughs> I actually uh, I discovered a website uh, titled wildabouthoudini.com, and it taught me everything that I need to know. Wildabouthoudini.com? Yes. Is that, like, what, is that like Girls Gone Wild, but for magicians? It's more about like middle-aged, balding men going wild for magicians. <laughs> is it? I I don't want to know anything. I don't want. I don't want to participate in that. That's I'm now, not a we're fan. We're gonna keep going here. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll hold on. I'll hold on. If you now, Ian, if you didn't know, as I have previously told you, that this website was dedicated to the exploits of the most famous magician of all time, what sort of sweet ash fetish porn do you think that this website would be dedicated to? I think it would be like really elaborate anal mm-hmm. fetish. They'd be pulling endless scarves out of assholes. They'd be mm-hmm. pulling animals out of assholes. They'd be putting things into assholes. The asshole is the bottomless hat. Right. Mm-hmm. Of of the sex world. I'm interested in that. Let's there's, circle back. There's a that. reason we call it the secret pocket, you know. I agree. We do call it that every time that you and I have gone to prison. Yep. Well, based off of the about me on this website, it's actually it's a it's curator is definitely interested in houdini porn exclusively now ian why don't you read us the uh okay. yeah let's re- read some of this about me this is uh wild about houdini.com check it out in your free time if you're at work right now bring it up on your phone you know take your boss's company time get paid <laughs> to look at this the about me section of this website starts out with a quote not written by the man who runs this website the quote is it's not right to say john spends every waking minute thinking about houdini He's a level-headed guy with a job and a life. But it's right to say that John would like to spend every waking minute thinking about Houdini. Joe Posnaski, The Life and Afterlife of Harry Houdini. Is this a, a quote that he wrote about himself and then claimed it was written by someone else? I don't know what... Maybe? I don't know what The Life and Afterlife of Harry... Hang on, is it a link? Yeah, it is. Oh, it's a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's an he, it, so it's the author of a Harry Houdini book okay. that wrote that about what, this guy what who's is it? a self-proclaimed expert in Harry Houdini. Self-proclaimed. What does it say after that? Hello, my name is John Cox, and I'm wild about Harry. Hmm. My fascination <laughs> with Houdini began in late 1970. <laughs> not the beginning of a porn. <laughs> <laughs> wild I'm, about Harry. I'm John Cox, and I'm wild about Harry Pussy. <laughs> The year is 1973, and I've been searching the streets for the hairiest snatch that I could possibly find. This guy's number one magic trick is making pussy disappear. (laughs) Bro, you're scaring the hose, John. (laughs) John. Uh, Yeah, my fascination with Houdini began in late 1975 when I was hit with a double whammy of seeing the 1953 (laughs) Paramount biopic Houdini and watching the late, great Doug Henning perform Houdini's water torture cell live on NBC. Doug Henning. Doug Henning. Ugh. I'm pretty uh, sure that guy died of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> now that's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? I Let me. Know. I need to double. I need to fact check that. Hang on. I don't want to put that in if that's not true. Talking to the mic. God damn it. Jesus Christ. Mind your own fucking business. This is like this is way. No, off. he had liver cancer. Never mind. Sorry. What's the difference? I don't. Why did I think he had AIDS? The greatest trick that Don Denning. What is his name? Who? John Denning. John. Who's John Denning? The, this guy that died of the liver thing. Oh, Doug Henning. The greatest trick that Doug Henning ever pulled was alcoholism. 
His liver was so covered with plaque mm. that not even the world's biggest toothbrush could do anything about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so anyway, he stole this trick from Houdini, the guy that we're talking about here. Uh, do you want me to go on? That was just the first sentence in the paragraph. Read the next one before it. Yeah, and then we'll keep going because okay. this guy's a psycho. So after he said he watched Doug Henning's uh, Houdini Water Torture Saw on NBC, he goes, Who was this amazing Houdini fellow who could escape from anything? Who was The it? next day, I went to the local mall and bought my first two Houdini books. The perennial Houdini on Magic by Walter B. Gibson and William Lindsay Gresham's biography, Houdini, the Man Who Walked Through Walls. I was hooked. Forty-plus years later, I'm still on a never-ending quest to find out more about the Master Mystifier with a collection of over 500 books master and more mystifier than 2,000 individual is a vibrating items. wand. The master <laughs> on shop erotic, yeah. they're selling the yeah. massive mystifier. I actually, master mystifier. I'm better than Houdini because my greatest escape was my first marriage. <laughs> All right, let's go. These are the jokes, people. The yeah, jokes. let's move on. Anyway, this let's guy, this, this there's guy. no way this guy hasn't fucked kids. I'm just saying <laughs> right now, he knows how to get out of handcuffs. We're well aware of that. Woof. Right, so it's called a good lawyer. The first time that Houdini actually ever performed the milk can escape was at the Columbia Theater in St. Louis on January 25th in 1908, which it actually would be right before our boy Janice's 30th birthday. Now, hmm. I have a quote here from wildabouthoudini.com. And Ian, would you kindly read this quote for us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says here, the milk can marked an evolution of Houdini as a performer. With the milk can, Houdini brought his death-defying feats, which had been confined to his outdoor bridge jumps, into the theater itself. In some cities, Houdini accepted challenges to escape from the can after it had been filled with beer by a local brewery. Mm. It was during one of these challenges that he had, he had his only mishap when he passed out because of the fumes. Sort of sounds like Houdini was a fucking lightweight. but let's... Yeah, also, what beer has fumes? Well, alcohol has fumes if, you're, if it's condensed in a can like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Can you pop it open? Yeah. It goes bush. Now, the name of this trick, the milk can escape, may suggest to you that it is very straightforward and self-explanatory, but in fact, wouldn't that one have been the beer can escape? No, because the the can is is a milk can. So whatever liquid you put in the can, it's still a milk can. I feel like it's a can. It's a whatever. If I took my empty beer can here and put water in it, would you call it a water can? Yeah. No, you're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> the name of this trick, the milk can escape, it may suggest to you that it is a very straightforward and self-explanatory. But in fact, Ian, this prestigious magic trick is significantly more complex than such a simple name as the milk can escape would suggest. Do you want me to explain it to you, Ian? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Well, you have somewhere else to be. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll try to do it quickly. Okay, be quick, be quick. The nuances of it, it are hard to... Yeah, no, okay. I got you. No, you're, 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 <laughs> well, first, Janista would fill a milk can, which is basically a large metal container, a little over two feet tall. Like a drum? Yeah, just over a foot wide. So diameter. roughly the size of you. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, he would fill it with milk or water or apparently beer, but I think only Houdini did that. And then he would climb inside and uh, he would escape from it. Were were you able to follow along with that? I know it took a lot of convoluted twists. So let me just let me make sure I get this straight, right? Yep. Let's go through it. He takes a can. Uh huh. Big can. The size of you. Yep. Derek can. Fills it 
with a liquid. Yep. Gets in it. Uh huh. Steps inside. Puts the lid in. Yep. On. His puts assistant. The lid on. His assistants put the lid on. Yeah. We'll okay. Get, we'll get there. Do they lock it? Oh, you know what? I'm glad you asked. So the magician would be handcuffed. Okay. Uh, the lid to the milk can would be locked with multiple padlocks by his assistants. And I think you'll notice a trend here where magicians love being all chained and tied up and shit. Yeah, very BDSM. Bunch of freaks, if you ask me. Yeah. It's a sex thing. Uh, magicians fucking. Any guesses on how he um, magically escaped? Ian? What was he wearing? What would he wear typically? Are you talking about Houdini or the he Janista? Was, he was asking for it. We're, uh, we've <laughs> no, genuinely, no, because I, I, I probably moved, can guess. We've moved on to Janista. Janista, okay. Uh, so I would say he's uh, probably fully clothed. Trousers and no shirt. Okay. Um, he's probably got a handcuff key under his tongue. Okay. That was a really common thing for Houdini to do. Uh, either that or um, they would take, what year was this? 1908, you said? No, 1908 was when Houdini started doing it. I believe oh, this but gentleman Janista. died. Janista died in... Uh, let me check my notes here. Oh, God. I don't know. Janista well, so either way, I think the, uh, it depends on the advent of... Or it depends on the advent of special effects makeup and when we developed like like latex-based... Like paintable rubber, I guess, essentially. Because okay. that's another thing that would happen is... Uh, or either... Either they would paint over like shims, like handcuff shims, mm-hmm. onto their skin, or they would uh, have like fake bandages on, like uh, like they'd pretend like they'd be like, oh, I cut myself, and then they would hide shims or keys uh, underneath them, or they'd just honestly just put it in, under their shoe. But I think Houdini's biggest thing was uh, under the tongue. Um, so if he stole it from Houdini, he probably was doing the under the tongue thing. So if I'm guessing, I know that they usually got out by hiding a key on their person somewhere for the handcuffs. Getting out of the barrel itself couldn't could not wager a guess unless it was I mean it's a trick after all right. You just gave me a fairly logical and sound reason based answer, and I'm gonna tell you right now that it is significantly stupider. Than <laughs> You're shitting me. Are you? <laughs> it just pushes the fucking lid off, and I'm gonna tell you. What. Wait, what? <laughs> Listen, I fucking hate magicians. You can't trust them. All right. <laughs> We'll get there again. We'll get there again. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. But in, in, the first thing I'm going to say, uh, we're going to lead up to this. I'm going to tell you how he gets out by just pushing the lid off. But the first thing is, what if I told you that Houdini was never, in fact, in danger of drowning in anything other than the cum of the guy who runs wildabouthoudini.com? I mean, I believe you. Yes. So I watched this sweet-ass YouTube video where a guy wearing what is essentially a slipknot mask demonstrates how the milk can escape works. Okay. Wait, are Magic's Greatest Secrets Revealed? Yeah. The Masked Magician? Yeah. Oh, I used to love that show as a yeah. kid. Sure. So... <laughs> I actually really like magic. I hate magicians, but I love magic. Oh, I like the idea of it. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so when Houdini did it, there was actually enough space between the liquid level uh, and the lid so to, that he could breathe. Yeah, he could stick yeah. his head up there and breathe. So, but here's here's the kicker: the top of the lid isn't actually welded on. It is set over as a cap, mm. and then there are metal pins that are used to hold it to the main part of the milk can. Right, like a stash jar. Like a stash jar. Yes, exactly. Like a stash jar. Thank you, Ian, our uh, our man on the streets. So when the assistants in Slipknot guy's case, way too many scantily clad women, as I'm sure your middle school mm-hmm. body will remember. Yep. Uh, they put the padlocks onto the lid, as in to lock the lid on, 
but they also remove the pins that hold the lid on. Right. So when the curtain is pulled in front of the can, because as we know, magicians do everything they're shysters, in they're shadow liars. and secrecy, and they're untrustworthy little fucks. What are they hiding? The magician actually... Huge dicks. He just pushes the lid off and climbs out. And then he easily slips out of the handcuffs because he's a slimy individual, and I personally don't think that they should be allowed to vote or purchase weapons of war. Right. So... With all that being said, you understand the trick? He just pushes it out because it's blocked. So he, the pins are already pulled. He actually does nothing except for push the lid up, right? Well, and get out of the handcuffs, right? He gets out of the handcuffs, but, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that he, he has a hidden key, as you're right. implying. Yeah, Because he does it behind a curtain. So Anyways, it's a trick. It's a trick. They're trickers. It's a trick. They're tricksters. Can't trust them. Little, little, little Politicians tricky. and magicians. Line Can't them all them. up against the wall. That's I'd rather have a magician for a president, honestly. At least that'd be entertaining. Yeah. Can you imagine Donald Trump doing magic? <laughs> he gets up on says, "Check this out. I'm 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 removing my thumb." <laughs> <laughs> He's just jingling keys in front of him. <laughs> all right. I mean, some of his so, voters would like that. Now we're gonna circle back to Royden Joseph Gilbert Raison de la Genista, our little wizard of wonders. I wonder why he drowned. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. All right. Thank you for wondering. Here we go. <laughs> so apparently he drowned in a milk can in, I'm sorry, on November 9th, 1930 in Frankfort, Kentucky. What? Now, apparently. <laughs> Frankfort, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Frankfort, mm. Kentucky. The is that like Paris, Texas? The, <laughs> the hot dog capital of the world. Uh, is that like Paris, Texas? I don't know anything about that. Um, but I'm going to start this by saying that our little buddy Janista could have learned a valuable lesson from Alec Baldwin. Uh, principally properly compensating your prop department. Right, now, right. apparently, Janista's assistants dropped the lid to his milk can prior to the, the act, and they dented it, which mm. caused it to the lid to be stuck atop the milk can, right? So when the curtain fell, Janista, he tried to just push the lid off, and it was kind of stuck, and he was unable to escape his watery prison. Did he not have some breathing room? No. Here's another question right here. Here's another wonder from our little Wizard of Wonders. I wonder why he didn't have an air pocket in the lid like Houdini did. Now, ripping off another magician uh, 20 years, I think it's roughly 22 years after the other magician started the trick, I imagine Houdini didn't just tell people how he did the trick. Right. Right? So, honestly, this is what he gets for being a shameless hack. I mean, just come up with your own material. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but check it out. Blue hair. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> blue uh, hair. So you, you didn't. You didn't. Uh, you thought. It, you probably thought it wasn't me, huh? Because of the blue hair. Yeah. 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 Come up with your own material. Um, <laughs> Ian, I I do have one more question for you concerning Janissa, though. Uh, what do you call? What do you call one drowned magician in a milk can? A good start. Did you have that on your notes? No. Was I, that that was my punchline? <laughs> I, what did you expect me to say? The podcast is over. I, I expect you to say, I don't know, Dave, what do you call it? Like, you're fucking dumbass always fucking Oh, saying. here. So, sorry. Hey, here. Ask yeah, me again. Yeah, let's start me it again. over. Hey, Ian, what do you call one drowned magician in the bottom of a milk can? I don't know, Derek. What do you call one drowned magician in the bottom of a milk can? A good start. <laughs> uh, you should write that down. You if should you, do comedy. If you ever ruin one of my <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what you want from me, dog. I, I, God damn it! It's you want me to you want me to not be funny? That's why you. That's why we did this. That's why we're doing this. 
Well, that failure brings us to our second contestant, the curious death of mind reader Washington Irving Bishop. Now, I have a quote here. Isn't that the guy that invented peanut butter? (laughs) No, George Washington invented peanut butter. Everybody knows that. He used it to hold in his fake teeth that he acquired from slaves as a sort of gum. Yeah. Dentex. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Don't know what you just said, but... Cum? What? Did you say cum? What? 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 De- yeah? Cum? Yeah? As you are. As you were. As I want you to be. All right, so anyway. the second guy here. Washington Irving Bishop, thanks for sucking your water down on the mic. That was nice. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hopefully we'll cut that. Uh, No, we're probably not. This is a quote that I pulled from a 1935 issue of Vanity Fair. And apparently Vanity Fair has been around since... Wait, yeah, Vanity Fair's been around that long? 1913, buddy. But they had like one short run from 1913 to 1940, and then they had a resurgence. That's not really short. That's like 27 years, dog. That's older than me. Okay. That's fine. I'm taller than you. Why would I be? How am I a short run when I'm taller than you? Okay. Would you just read the, do you want to just read the article and stop, <laughs> uh, stop sending, calling you short? Sending personal attacks at me? I don't know. Be taller. Just, okay. <clears throat> Sir Washington Irving Bishop, the New York born mind reader. No, Ooh. see, you're not doing it right. You got to do a little flair here. This is a 1935 Vanity Fair getting. Oh, yeah. So Washington Irving Bishop, the New York-born mind reader who flourished in the 80s, was a pretty strange fella. <laughs> there was his appearance, for one thing. He was slender and frail, almost wasp-waisted, and, th- and his, hair gir- uh, his fair girlish complexion <laughs> his fair girlish complexion gained nothing in virility from the raven-black whiskers which fringed it, arrayed in a loose-fitting claw hammer, a cluster of gaudy brilliance in the form of imperial cross of St. Petersburg dangling from a neck pad. He looked a good deal like another celebrity from the epoch, Phineas T. Barnum's bearded lady. Was that, was that old-timey enough for you? That was brilliant. I loved every second of that. <laughs> yes, Listen here, say we're busting out of here, say. Equal rights? I don't think so. Not in my lifetime. They're just gonna vote for whoever's the handsomest. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Washington Irving Bishop, the man so eloquently described by our buddy Ian, uh, was born in 1855, and he actually began his journey into the mystic arts as an assistant to one J. Randall Brown, mm. a renowned mm. muscle reader. J. Randall Brown, of course, is the man that started the FBI. That's J. Ed- Never mind. Muscle reading, otherwise known as Hellstromism, after one of its pioneers. That's fucking metal. Dude. After one of its pioneers, Axel Hellstrom, which, of course, is a perfect name for a dwarfish porn star, <laughs> is a form of mind reading <laughs> which focuses on the observance of subtle compulsory movements in response to the reader's speech Bo- or body actions. language body it's but yeah it's, it's body, body i just see it's body like language. It's, yeah yeah it's body yeah. language okay, that, sorry yeah no i mean that's no it's not you it's just like they i mean of course a magician is going to glorify what he's doing yeah is. i mean the simplest instance i could think of is trying to figure out someone's tell in a poker game like this guy tosses up a sieg heil every time he's bluffing so i'm just going to go ahead and uh, much like the soviet army i'm going all in <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's All a right. little bit I have there. Wait, which time? Either one. Okay. Uh, from there, Bishop went on to work for a well-known medium named Anna Eva Fay, which I believe she lives in Portland, uh, who was once quoted as saying, there can be no knowledge without faith. 
Oh uh, yeah. Uh, I actually, you know, it's funny. I you can buy a wooden sign from her on Etsy that says that. Did you know that? I've heard about that. Yeah, her yeah. Etsy store is quite. Stout. I think they also during the during the holidays at the Vancouver Mall. There's that little pop up that's always in front of the f- the one useful set of stairs that blocks your way upstairs. You know what I'm talking about? The Anna Eva Faye pop up. Yeah. Yeah. She's got signs that say, you know, like there can be no knowledge without faith. Uh, wipe your paws before you come in. <laughs> my favorite people call me Grandpa. Rescued is my favorite breed. Seahawks parking only. <laughs> well, is that the same? That's her, right? That's yeah, that's yeah, Faye. Yeah. So Faye, perhaps Faye's most popular act is known as somnolency, which is basically her asking the audience to write down questions, and then she would predict the questions and the answer. It's like a real wet dream for Penn and Teller right there. It's right down there. Yeah, right down the middle yeah. for Penn and Teller. Penn yeah. is just like, what's going on here? And then yeah. Teller's just like, meep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to stay silent, but yeah, that works too. <laughs> how else do you How else do you convey Teller's thing? He doesn't really have a Teller. Uh, somewhere along the line, though, there was a falling out, and Bishop flipped the script. He began actively debunking spiritualism and superstition. Uh, there's actually a quote from Bishop here, Ian, if you'd like to read it to me. Do you want the same level of grandeur as the last one? Uh, this is Bishop, so maybe a little bit, he needs to be a little bit more full of himself. There is indeed much reason to fa- in favor of an explanation of clairvoyance, because knowledge of the process is still sufficiently obscure to enable unprincipled persons to use the influence that this supposed power gives them for their improper purposes. Nothing can be more detrimental to morals than the prevalence of superstition, and there is scarcely a phenomenon in existence which operates so largely to the encouragement of superstition as the supposed power of clairvoyance. He has a point, yet I still hate him. (laughs) I'm glad he died. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, He started actually doing what he called, now in his own private shows, after he'd moved away from her, he started doing what he called thought reading, (laughs) which is when your girlfriend tries to guess what you're thinking. Boom. Comedy. (laughs) No, it's what your girlfriend wants you to do when she goes, hmm. I'll never understand women. Thought reading was, in essence, the muscle reading he had learned from his mentor, the aforementioned J. Randall Brown but with Bishop's own little flair. Now, apparently, he was also famous for originating a trick called blindfold drive, or what I like to call a couple too many sips before I head home. Do you get it? That's <laughs> a drunk driving joke. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like he was really, really good at reading the crowd, but really terrible at being in touch with his own body. Body. Well, that's because he was cataleptic. What? Tell me what it is, Derek. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Which means, of course, cataleptic means that Bishop kidnapped animals of the feline variety, skinned them, and (laughs) sold their fur on Wayfair as bathroom rugs. I thought that was a catleptomaniac. It's yeah. It's I mean, the catleptomaniac can't stop. He could stop. He's just doing it for a quick buck. Right. Yeah. No. Dollars. It was. It was. It was. It was the. It was the depression. It's fine. It's fine. Got to make it. Got to make some quick cash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, catalepsy is actually a medical condition characterized by a trance or seizure with a loss of sensation and consciousness, accompanied by rigidity of the body. Like those fucking stupid goats. What do you mean? Like he was just like a fainting goat man. Like yeah, we're a Pentecostal. They just go, Meh! and then they 
light as a feather, stiff as a board, and then... Oh, was that the magic trick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he floats? Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, he would even have these cataleptic fits on stage during performances, and this happened so often that he literally kept a note in his pocket that basically said... <laughs> I'm not dead. It's like it's like in Joker when he starts. He's like he's like, <laughs> and then he just hands note cards. It's like I'm not laughing at you. I'm just retarded. <laughs> Except instead, he's having a fucking epileptic seizure, and then yeah. he's just got to tell because you know it was the 1930s and no one knew what the fuck was happening. It's like the note that our moms made us carry around when we were in middle school that said, "Please don't feed him. He gets plenty of food at home." <laughs> Uh, as a husky kid, I relate yeah, to that. Thank you. During a show on May 12th, 1889, he had one such fit. And the note was discovered, but he soon recovered and he resumed his act. However. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like imagining being like imagine being in the theater at a magic show and the fucking magician. He just fucking passes out like super erect. He's just like. I have a touch of the vapor. At what point? At what point do you go? Is this? It's part of the trick. It's part of the trick. Is he okay? When do you? When do you give up on thinking he's just doing it for the for the joke? Well, like, I guess we have to eat him. <laughs> so he, yeah, he fell over. He uh, they found the note. He got up. He resumed his act. However, uh, a second cataleptic fit occurred during that evening's performance, and the note was then disregarded. Uh, cause twice was just too much for those humble country folk to believe. Yeah, once is one thing, and twice is another thing. So, an autopsy was performed on him just a few hours following the second collapse, in which, among other things, Bishop's brain was removed. Now, this is where it gets a little fishy, because I think that the standard of the time, I, I'll look it up in a minute, but I think it was, the standard of the time was to wait about 12 hours after death to perform an autopsy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, we're going to cut open the top of your skull and remove your spongy little brain. I mean, these people had it right, though. They were sick and tired of being tricked by magicians. They decided to find out what the secrets Bishop was hiding in his head were. They were like, <laughs> they were like, they were like, how does he do all those sweet tricks, dude? Maybe his brain's special <laughs> or like, maybe it's a different color or something. Like, maybe it's like magenta or like a nice... A nice salmon, like a rosy, like a real, or like a real, like, it's like the color of a pepper tuna steak. Maybe his brain's just a different color. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the color of a swordfish, hi. Mm. We're, we're busting that little sucker out of there, say. <laughs> These fucking overpaid meat <laughs> They couldn't wait to get their twisted little fingers on his brain. Yeah, didn't his, uh, his wife enter the room when they were performing the autopsy and they're like, they've killed my husband. <laughs> yeah, dude. She walked in and though, so even though his death report uh, officially read uh, hysteria catalepsy and please send us an email if I'm pronouncing that wrong and I will promptly tell you to fuck off <laughs> hysteria hysteria by Def Leppard yeah hysteria by Def Leppardsy uh, even though that that's what his death report read his surviving family members refused to believe this and they maintained that Bishop expired due to the mutilation during the autopsy and uh, for you at home Rick gets a little kooky a little fishy a little wacky now, according to that Vanity Fair article that we earlier referenced, there were three doctors in attendance for this show. And now, Ian, do you have any guesses as to what sort of doctors we're talking about here? So there's three. There's three. There was three of them. Three right? doctors. Okay, I'm gonna say there was a, a physician. Mm-hmm. Wait, what year was this again? 1890 something. Let's see. Do I have his? Do I have his death here? I should have been more prepared. Yeah, we we just said it. 1889. Okay. Okay. So a physician. Okay. 
Um, a psychologist. Okay. This is pre-Freud, so. Oh, it's pre-Freud? I don't know. When was Freud? Uh, 1800s, I'm pretty sure. It was a Freudian slip. Go ahead. Uh, uh, so I'm going to say, a f- yeah, let's say two physicians and a psychologist. Was neurology a thing yet? Doctors? I'd- Three doctors. Three doctors. With a noted interest in yeah. none other than brain surgery, my friend. Really? This article from Vanity Fair even asserts that the note which Bishop kept in his pocket not only declared that he was not dead, it also implored those reading it to not perform an autopsy. Yeah, the note, uh, so the note read, To physicians and friends, I forbid an autopsy <laughs> or the use of electricity on my body or being put on ice till my mother has seen me or until my mother's counsel. The note, the note read, it's not a phase, Mom. <laughs> he was like, don't put electricity in me. That's the devil's magic. I mean, with that note, it's almost as though he knew that they were after his sweet, sweet brain. Well, and also, I think it's a, important to note that, like, he knew that this was something that could happen, potentially. That's what I'm saying. Is like the yeah. Doctor, like, he's like, oh, they're going <laughs> to fucking chop me up. Yeah. They're going to fucking pull apart my body. Well, I mean, okay, so even after he fainted that second time, though, the doctors were unable to find vital signs, and they fucking hooked him up and electrocuted him with, like, a car battery, like he was in Abu Ghraib. They're like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll get an answer out of him. <laughs> Who did 9-11, Bishop? Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, I mean, during this time, and now we're talking the late 19th century. It was a lot more difficult and rare for doctors to get their greasy little fucking hands on bodies, like, to check them out. And this is before they could simply engender, let's say, an epidemic of opiate overdoses. Yeah, and uh, these doctors didn't really want to miss a chance to uh, poke around behind the skin curtain, if you know what I mean. We've all we've all been there. We don't want to yeah. miss it. Yeah, okay. I love poking around the skin curtain. Gotta poke around the skin curtain. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so here's another, uh, another quote from Vanity Fair. Then Ian, if you'll read this for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it says old timey voice. Oh yeah. Dr. Ferguson motioned his colleagues to observe while he flourished aloft a tree fiend and the scalpel, which he carried in the folds of his Ivernus cape. Inverness. Inverness. Sorry. An Inverness cape. Neatly, he incised the body from stem to stem, removed the hat, sawed the skull in two, and took the brain out. He then sewed up the body in a manner intended to defy de- Oh, detection. Not defecation. Detection. <laughs> detection for the he doctor. took a giant shit inside the body. <laughs> he then sewed up the body in a manner to intend to defy detection, for the doctors must have some glimmering that they had committed a serious misdemeanor, punishable by a prison sentence of one year and a $500 fine. By a city order in ordinance of 1829, a corpse had to be kept above ground for at least eight hours, and even then an autopsy could not be performed without... Sorry, the quote He's goes on. the page. Important. The permission of relatives. It was definitely established that Sir Washington had been dead or in a trance for scarcely six hours. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, okay, and so we are just going to put this brain right back in there, okay? That looks nice, and maybe we can put the little skull cap on there. And... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> My god, that's funny. It's like a little meat yarmulke. <laughs> you guys, get in here and look at this. <laughs> Well, that is certainly humorous, isn't it? <laughs> like a little meat yarmulke. <laughs> See? <laughs> I was just one of the doctors. I was. No, yeah. No, yeah. I, I got that. Thank no, uh, it's, um, 
That's why I'm not. That's why I'm not an organ donor. You can. I don't give a fuck. That's it. Freaks me out. This is a lesson. This is a lesson to all you organ donors out there. Doctors don't give a fuck about you. All they care about is the next dopamine hit from carving you up like a Thanksgiving turkey. Overpaid meat magicians, if you ask me. And I did ask you, buddy. Yep. Now, going back and looking at his symptoms and such, I think that there's a chance he was able to hear the doctors <laughs> during the dissection, and that would be enough to make someone lose their head. <laughs> F- fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Because they took his brain. Yeah, yeah. All right. I did read somewhere else, though, uh, and I think it was at jacktheripertour.com that Bishop did a bunch of coke and beat his wife, so... Maybe... Model American? Yeah. A little... little, uh, It's a little problematic. He was a little sassy. Maybe even Mm. a little disturbed. Oh, oh, oh. I mean... The doctors, they actually faced no serious consequences for the alleged murder of this up-and-coming magic superstar. And, in fact, the coroner called for their arrest, but they easily made the bail because they're doctors. Now, one of them even, we're talking about no consequences, uh, one Dr. Dance became the oil magnate John D. Rockefeller's personal physician. His name was fucking Dr. Dance? Dr. Dance. That fucking scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Dance, that... That name fucking scares the shit out of me, man. It's it's like when a guy who keeps kids in his basement to make puppet movies calls himself, Hey, look at me, kids. It's me, Dr. Dance. You know, I'm your friend. You know, could you just... Bishop's just laying there, not able to move, and he's just like, Dr. Dance, can you hand me your sharpest scalpel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Dr. Dance. The fuck... <laughs> That's all I had. Uh, it scares the shit out of yeah, me. I don't yeah, like I don't it. like that at all. I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. So how do you think? How do you feel about that story, though? Overall, it's scary. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, shocker that people in old timey times were fucking stupid. Sounds like a case of illegal search and seizure. Here's the thing, people. Your rights are like muscles. Mm. You got to exercise. Exercise them. them. Yep. You're gonna take them away from you. They'll take them. They'll, they'll atrophy. An overpaid meat magician's gonna chop your shit. For those who don't know, that's what we call doctors here at LSLD Pod. Uh, shout out to uh, Peter Steele. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's a crazy story. Let's you know let's keep it moving though. Yeah, but, yeah. What's uh, who's up next? The next victim on this list is uh, the Finnish magician, and I hope that every magician finishes. Amo Leakus. Amo. This guy did the whole... More like anal leakage, am I right? Yeah, you're right. This... Ah, fuck. This guy did the old Hunter S. Thompson, the old Kurt Cobain, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, uh, when, I was, when I was in high school, I worked at Subway, and I, if I was really tired in the morning uh, for my shift, I would do what I called the Kurt Cobain. You know what that is? Hmm. It's when you shotgun a rock star. Oh, I thought you were gonna do heroin before. You <laughs> <shot somebody>. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so uh, what you're saying is, uh, he died from a little Russian roulette going wrong. Now, of course, a little Russian roulette gone wrong is what happened to me in that movie theater when I was 15. But <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's dark. This guy uh, performed my favorite magic trick of all time, which is making a bullet disappear. <laughs> and personally, instead of Amolikas, I think they should have called him Amolikes. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, he was like, for my next trick, I make a bullet to disappear. <laughs> uh, for my next trick, I will stop existing. <laughs> oh, this poor guy. Okay. 
I actually had a difficult time finding background information for this really unlucky son of a bitch, and it seems like he existed uh, before he ceased from <laughs> May 12, 1947 to September 3rd, 1976. So not very long. And uh, yep. he was a Finnish performance artist who uh, he did hypnosis, illusion balancing, which I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, illusion and balancing are two different words. Nice. Oh, yeah, very good. Okay, okay. And different kinds of escaping from shackles acts. Shackles. Uh, as well as a life-threatening guillotine, hanging, and a Russian roulette presentation. Now, while looking around for this background information, I may or may not have found the video footage of his last performance, and I may or may not have watched Wait, did it. You know, legally, if I ask you if you actually found it, you have to tell me if you did. I don't think that's how the law works. Yeah, otherwise it's entrapment. What? So, did the video end with a bang? You know? Get it? Because he, like, you know, because he shot himself in the head. I get it. You know, bang. Yeah, it did. Like what the noise, like what a gun says. There was actually, there was a bang and then a lot of screaming, I would yeah. say. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, all I know is I would rather have watched the guillotine trick. Could you, uh, can, you can you send me a link for that later? Yeah, you want me to act it out? Yeah, I'll go grab my gun. Okay. I know where mine is. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't think one in the clip works the same as one in the chamber. Oh, I can, buddy, I got you. How are you going to randomize that? Mm. We'll put bl- blanks. Uh, well, we'll get to that. This guy chose a similar route. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> he pulled an Alec Baldwin. Well, back to Alec Baldwin, I guess. One of the shady websites that I actually happened to be on uh, was a forum where some guy commented, uh, if I was in the crowd, this guy would have gotten a standing ovation, <laughs> at least from me. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's not even like that funny, though. It's, like, eh, it's kind of funny. Okay, so he... You're pre- telling me you wouldn't have applauded after a magician killed himself on stage? Okay, now you got me. Yeah. That's entrapment. Yep. <laughs> Uh, now, he had performed this trick for over a year without issue, obviously, because if he had an issue, we would have known. And I read about several possible causes for this malfunction. Now, yeah. apparently there was a technical fault with the weapon, which seems obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he accidentally loaded a real bullet because he kept duds and live rounds in the same container, apparently. That, it's like almost too dumb, you know? Like, this is the kind of mistake only someone who live, who makes a living pointing a gun at their own fucking head can make. Yeah, I mean it's classified as a work-related incident. So, um, <laughs> did he get? Do you think he went out on workers' comp? He got comp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's on disability. Man, this now. happens all the time. It's, like, <laughs> it's basically like a torn ACL for an NFL player. It's not a big deal. So. Magician, what? It's in the hospital. He's like, oh, what, what? What seems to be the problem today? He's like, oh, doc, I have a. I seem to have a case of a bullet in my fucking head. I seem to have a case of I shot myself in the face. <laughs> And we get that all the time. Yeah. Uh, I did Shocker. find, though, while I was researching for this guy, a case where a cop in Dallas, because I was looking up, like, Russian roulette seemed to be kind of like, is it roulette or roulette? Am I saying it wrong? Roulette. Now? Well, roulette. I, I, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm it's French. probably roulette. So. We should call, call Matt Lefebvre. Uh, Matt Lefebvre, big fan of the show, Matt Lefebvre. Uh, Matt Lefebvre has been following since episode one, so about three episodes. And the last time I had seen him was at the Clark County Fair in 2011 when he was high on acid with his parents. And that just really stuck with me. But anyway. Well, no, to be fair, the last time you saw him was at the Brick House. I don't grill. that. Oh. I don't find... Uh, yeah, no. you don't want to yeah. damage the image. Yeah. No, of course not. I got you. Oh, I have this perfect picture of Matt Lefebvre. 
Uh, I did find, though, while I was researching for this guy, uh, the, the Finnish magician, not Matt Lefebvre. Anal leakage. Mm-hmm, of course. A case where a cop in Dallas, Dallas, Texas, baby, in 1973 picked up a couple of middle schoolers for allegedly stealing $8 from a Coke machine. And in an attempt to produce a confession from these children, the cop put one round in his service pistol, spun the cylinder around, and held the gun to the head of one of the kids, demanding a confession. Now, when the kid didn't confess, the cop pulled the trigger, and he shot a 13-year-old in the fucking head. That's that's really fucked up, but, like, honestly, imagine how badass that kid is for not confessing with a gun to his head. Yeah, like, if he if it hadn't have killed him, he would have been, like, big ups at school. Yeah, he would have gone, yeah. gone to the school the next day, and yeah. they would have been like, yo, did you hear Devin had a gun to his head and didn't narc? About eight bucks. Yeah, eight dollars. I mean, yeah, it would have been really cool, but instead his brains are a Jackson Pollock painting on the side of the fucking police station. What happened to that cop? Pension. <laughs> two weeks of two weeks of two weeks leave. of paid suspension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> administrative leave. He's he's really mentally scarred. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot of information about. Wait. This so guy. what you're telling me is cops do know how to go into schools? <laughs> no, and there was no school involved. They picked oh. him up at home. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Oh yeah. Uh. All right. Well. You want you want to keep going? Yeah. What's uh, yeah? Is that all for anal leakage? That's it. That's all. There's not a lot on this guy. Okay. I mostly got this on incel forums. Incel and, forums. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're which a, for some you're reason, real. like they showed up automatically when I started typing them in, which is weird. Uh. Yeah. That's called recently visited, or frequently visited. I think the algorithm's messy with me. I don't think that I've ever gone to those websites. I should check in on my teenage son though, named Carl. Carl. Mm-hmm. Carl. Wait. Since when do you have a teenage son? Don't know. Uh. Speaking of Carl's. The next guy we're going to cover here is Charles Rowan, a.k.a. Carr the Magician. Oh, Carr. Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. Did you just make enough noise over there? Okay. That's enough. Is that the Netflix startup sound? It's the Dolby surround sound thing. It's pretty sweet. Hell yeah. Fuck the pod. Let's make a band. Just be fully artists. Just fully artists. Autists. Autists. All right, so for this next one here, for Carr the Magician, we're going to travel on over to uh, South America for this one. Uh, Carr the Mysterious. That's what this guy would go by. And he, he would perform straight jacket escapes, jumping onto broken glass. And I could find no clarification for that. Kind of just seems like that guy's superhuman from <laughs> Twitter. That This is for all the juggalos Wait, like, and juggalettes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, whoop, I mean, whoop. I mean, Chris Angel did that. He says, fuck. Yes, shit, and he like and jumps he on a jumps, Legos, he, or he like he's got like barbed wire and microwaves. He's like shoving reason. shit up his ass. <laughs> it's for the jungle walls and jugglets. <laughs> whoop 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 whoop! Fuck this shit. Yeah, he did the same thing when his parents got divorced. Uh, so he would <laughs> jump on a broken glass, and he would also do something that's commonly referred to as Inquisition packing escape, for which I could find no explanation, and. Inquisition packing escape. Like, like is that like a, a way for little Catholic boys to uh to avoid their, their altar duties? <laughs> packing escape? Wow. Okay. Well, moving on. Uh, his newest trick, after all of that, uh, sacrilegion, was to escape from a straitjacket while a car was thundering towards him. Car's Easy. plan... Easy. Could, Easy. I could I already did it in my mind, so that's yeah. fine. <laughs> car's plan would be to remove the jacket, leap out of the way just in time to avoid being struck by the car, which would be traveling around 
45 miles per hour from 200 yards away. And this would take place in front of a large crowd. Wait, so what, what's stopping him from jumping out of the way before he gets out of the straitjacket? Integrity. <laughs> Integrity. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was like... A large just, crowd full of children. Yeah, they were just like... So what, he got these... He's running local radio ads. It's just like, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! Kids tickets just five bucks! <laughs> magician, magician, magician! Grave digger! <laughs> <laughs> Watch the great car! Car! <laughs> Escape from a car! Sunday! I mean, I hope he did something like that. It seems like quite a deal. I mean, well, actually, it was South America, right? So it'd be like Domingo, Domingo, Domingo. <laughs> South Africa. Oh, South Africa. You said South America. So it'd be like Emerald Mine. Um. <laughs> yep. Okay. So that's I mean, the thing. As I understand it, though, this is the first and last time that he uh, attempted this feat in front of people. He had practiced it, obviously, but he was actually unable to release himself from the straitjacket, which is a pretty important part. Shocker. Yeah. So his integrity was pretty powerful. I mean, he did. Yeah. So, well, actually, well, apparently though, he panicked as he was unable to get out and he had a fucking heart attack. Wait, Wait. <laughs> he didn't even, <laughs> he had a heart attack most likely because there was a fucking car heading. Yeah. Down, and then he fell over and the car ran him over. Okay. Yeah. A little car on car action uh, there for you. And I have a little quote here from a book called Linking Rings, William W. Durbin and the Magic and Mystery of America by James D. Robelnau. And it seems like from this book that he was barely too late to get out of the way. And the right wheel of the car basically severed his right leg like a fucking Hurt Locker scene. Man, I have to say it. It just seems like such a seems like it was a real tragedy. A wheel tragedy. A yeah. wheel. Get yeah. it? Because he got hit by a car yeah. and died. Yeah. Cars have wheels, okay. and it's a tragedy. Yeah. There were children watching. Okay. Yeah. Was it a car? Little car on car action. Yeah. It was like. Uh, it was like. Uh, what was that? What was that one Stephen King movie? Car. No, it's. Um, oh, the fucking. Kari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that car that gets bullied in high school. Yeah. The Buick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Buick Revenge. <laughs> the Cadillac Coupe de Coup de Gras. The one that has all the dirty pillows. <laughs> okay. Well, so Car the Magician, obviously a fuckhead. You know, don't have a heart attack. Keep yourself together. Yeah. Have a little respect. Don't be such a fucking moron. I mean, also, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Magicians aren't supposed to panic. Yeah. Practice? I don't... <laughs> but also, like... After yesterday's recent tragedy, kids' tickets are now $2.50. It's like, they were like, you know what? There was a matinee for, scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, do you think we're going to have to reschedule? Car, do you think that you could maybe do it one more time? He's like, just, I'm bleeding everywhere. He's just like, oh, it feels like there's a car on my chest. And they're like, is that from the heart attack or from the car on your chest? Hard to tell from my position. So, I have another question for you, though, Ian. Okay. Can dentists tell if you swallow? Like, like cum? <laughs> now, when you're at the dentist, is there cum in your mouth? <laughs> uh, Dr. Fisher never treated me wrong. It was, uh... 
Dr. Schaefer, actually. Well, this is one of the things that came up when I, I was trying to look for this story. And uh, this this next magician is sort of a dentist, and I found this. Mm-hmm. And one of the most recent searches was, can dentists tell if you swallow? But I found this story about an Australian dentist that did magic tricks for his wife and his son. Okay, so so like more of like an amateur magician. He he hadn't hit pros yet. He right. wasn't drafted. He he hadn't he wasn't ready to take it out of the garage yet. Yeah, he was you know just he's just practice run maybe like car the magician should have done a dry run if you will a dry run a dentist dry run now this guy's name was mr vivian hensley okay why is he not a doctor moving on (laughs) he was was a world war one vet and uh, apparently he would pretend to swallow a rusty razor blade a rather clever trick if you ask me yeah the uh the old switch and spit or the uh the old switch blade and spit if you will get it Get it? Because, like, a knife? Yeah. Like a razor blade? Yeah. Yeah. Now stand back, you two. Daddy's going to do his sword-swallowing trick he learned at Liberal Arts College. Yeah. Well, if he would have actually gone to Liberal Arts College, he would have uh, avoided going to World War One and probably wouldn't have learned doing th- learned how to do this trick. The old Donald Trump excuse. <laughs> now, yeah. as I understand it, this was a straight razor intended for shaving, not swallowing. Right. Um, but now I actually found the— Wait. Like a straight, ra- like, like, like the a, full from a barber. Yeah. Wait, not like a like no. a not like a not like a Gillette safety razor. No, like a like a full is, on knife. Yeah, this is 1938. No, but like, yeah, but they had the safety razor. I, I mean, I'm not okay. Like either way, still like regardless of regardless of what you're using, it's still a dumb tr- like it's stupid, but like. That is marginally more impressive than than a fucking little safety razor blade. I wish my dad did more magic tricks, but here, why don't you? I have a an excerpt here from a, a 1938 newspaper from Australia that actually describes <clears throat> it for you. In this trick, Mr. Hansley, who was a clever amateur entertainer, would pull a razor blade, pretend to throw it into his open mouth and slip the blade into his cart sleeve, at the same time chewing and swallowing vigorously. <laughs> he would complete the trick by passing his hand before his mouth and producing the blade quickly from his sleeve. However, on Wednesday, the blade slipped from his palm and flew into the back of his throat, causing him to swallow involuntarily. One could say that he committed to the bit. Yeah, yeah, he went down the street instead of across the highway. He slid his, slid his throat from the inside, you know. Well, actually, according to the same newspaper article, the blade obstructed his bowels. He died like Elvis. He was unable to shit, and they were unable to locate it for removal as it shifted around quite a bit in his little magician guts. He uh, he, he made the blade disappear. He really committed to the bit. Yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, this guy survived the trenches of World War One just to die from a fucking parlor trick. And like, his, his son was like 12, so you know he was like, fuck you, Dad. I hate your stupid fucking magic tricks. I wish you would have died in the war like Uncle Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you die, I can't wait to move in with just Mom. Wait, so liberal arts college would have genuinely saved his life? Yes. Wow. Yeah, he would have learned that magic is stupid as fuck. <laughs> and instead, he would be teaching, like, history of women's suffrage no he'd be dead because he was a fucking world war one vet because he's an old man well i have a couple of honorable mentions here if you want to okay. just go through yeah, them yeah. here um i have johan miller a swedish magician and i guess he went by the stage name balabraga how would you say that bala balabrega 
Balabriga? Balabriga? I don't know, Brazil, Balabriga? I guess. And I guess he was touring in Brazil in the year 1900, and he bought a trick from a, a, another guy. I guess you can just swap them like trading cards. Mm-hmm. And he bought it, uh, like a you know, and it, it was called The Moth and the Flame. And it's kind of sexy. It is kind of sexy, and it gets even sexier because six women dress as moths, and you know nothing gets me more riled up. Uh, they vanish into a candle flame. Um, the, his little assistants, you know, the six women, mm-hmm. sexy moths. Yeah. And but I guess the flame required a steady gas supply, which in Latin America was expensive and not readily available. So this guy bought a bunch of bags of cheap gas that he could easily transport. And where do you get a bag of gas? Uh, Latin America, baby. <laughs> Uh, so apparently one of the times he was setting up for the show for his magic sexy moths and one of the bags blew up and he died good he's a fucking dumb magician yeah it's a dumb trick stupid (laughs) Uh, why would I want the sexy women to disappear I want them to stay here yeah you know I don't want to look at your greasy ass yeah now I'm looking at a 55 year old Brazilian man Named Balabrega, no Balabrega. yeah I don't know Balabrega. isn't that the isn't that the character from Street Fighter the green man, he looks like the Hulk, but he's got electric powers. I don't know anything about Street Fighter. It's like the second time you've talked about this. I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Oh. I never I never had video games as a kid. I was, remember I was homeschooled. Yeah, the devil the yeah. devil invented them. Anyway, um. now the next guy, the next guy here, the next guy here, Arnold Buck. Apparently this guy is one of those bullet catch guys. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, just like the movie The Prestige, this was an audience member that was to blame. Mm. Now... Now, yeah. did you read about this one? Uh, I did not. Oh, well. I'm vastly underprepared for today. That's fine. So, apparently, this guy, uh, Arnold Buck, which, uh, is that, that's the worst stage name of all time. Yeah, he couldn't have gone by, like, Arnold Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Arnie Cash. Ar- Arnie, Arnie Cash money. Arnie Cash. I like that one. Uh, he invited a volunteer on stage and uh, to shoot the gun at him, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh... Get a little wacky. Get a little. Well, the volunteer saw through the smoke and mirrors, mm-hmm. and he said he wanted Arnie to reload the weapon in front of him and mm. show him the bullet. And uh, the magician said, "Go fuck yourself." And uh, you know, the volunteer kind of took that personally, and so he apparently had nails in his pocket, hmm. and he put the nails into the barrel of the gun, and the. Uh, Kind of shot Buck with a bunch of nails. So I'm not really sure what he... It says it's a prank turned wrong, but I'm not really sure what you thought was going to happen. <laughs> so what you're saying is he... Uh, it was it was Buckshot. It was Buckshot. Yeah, nailed it. And uh, it was actually <laughs> the exact same thing that Alec Baldwin did. Yeah. He stuck nails in there because he thought it'd be funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so this... Uh, prankster turned murderer is yeah just an actual criminal now he murdered he's, a man yeah there's no prank he just killed somebody <laughs> is that the joke is that that's the joke is that, is that he's, a, he's a killer he's a murderer now yeah, he just killed a guy like yeah there's no subtext or there's no like there's no like big reveal the big reveal yeah. is like i have nails in my pocket and i'm gonna murder somebody <laughs> i'm gonna break our rule of not mm-hmm. referencing i think you should leave is that the joke that on the, the man's joke? widow now, is that the, is it, is that the joke on the widow that he's a construction worker guy? He's a guy. He's a full of nails. I don't know. So, but you know, and the last but not least for the honorable mentions, and I think that you're aware of this. Ian is a, is my favorite magician of all time, who died while performing the most impressive magic trick of all time, familicide, and yeah, Chris Benoit. He made his entire family disappear. 
Wow. Yeah. So that I think that's uh, that roughly wraps up where we're at today with our first history episode. You want to drop some plugs? Yeah, yeah. Um, follow us on Twitter at Sassy Disturbed. You know, follow Derek on Twitter at uh, I Bash My Bros. Follow me at Local Dog Napper. Uh, send us an email. Send us an email at little sassy little disturbed at gmail.com. <clears throat> we also have our podcast available on every major streaming service that you would get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. It's on YouTube. Our YouTube is delayed. Uh, the YouTube listeners, unfortunately, get it a week late, but they're still there. So fix your fucking life and stop using YouTube and use Spotify like a fucking adult. And don't forget to. to, to Give us a couple stars. You know, um, we're really uh, held together by uh, just paper mache. This is all I have. This is nothing. Um, Ian's ten-year-old dog has more life in him than Ian does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't like it, then we can't get exposure. And if we don't get exposure, I can't pay these medical bills that are piling up for my dad's shit foot. Yeah, he got poop. He got poop bones. He got poop bones. <laughs> so. Thank you for listening today. I, you know, let us know if you like the new format. Please don't kill yourselves. Um, as above, so below me. I love it. Never gets old. Never. Also, uh, if we reach a hundred dollars on our Patreon, which hopefully will be out by the end, by the time this episode's out, if we reach a hundred dollars a month on Patreon, we will do a live waterboarding of me. <laughs> well, it's it's out there now. Yep. So we're gonna. Do I, K, love do, I you, do, bye. do I get to do it? Yeah, K, love you, bye.